0: Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10. At 10. I'm Jason Perry.
1: And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw.
0: And we're here to talk to you about the HR issues of the week. So, as I've announced on the last couple of these sessions, if you're watching live and you want to ask a question to make Kimberly look nervous, please feel <laughs> free to type it in and theoretically it will pop up on my screen and we'll be able to deal with that while we're on air. But what we're going to yeah, do? More
1: nervous than usual, then, huh?
0: <laughs> Kimberly is as calm as a cucumber here when we do live feeds. It's fine, as long as her doorbell doesn't go and interrupt the internet connection. Um, Kimberly, let's let's start with vaccines. Um, it's all getting mm-hmm. quite interesting again, isn't it? Yes
1: I mean as you know a topic very close to my heart is people's reactions to vaccines. I have a lifelong history of reacting badly to them and the majority of people are absolutely fine with their vaccinations. However I was really poorly. I had 10 days where I, the most I could really do was make a cup of tea and then another 10 days where I was so tired I could you know I struggled. And it you know raises the question of how do employers deal with that in terms of what they pay yes. ssp
0: yes i mean the, the thing we do know is i was going to say you you you're unique you're the exception Obviously. here and there there are few people who get the severe reactions but I am hearing quite a lot of anecdotal evidence of people who are poorly for a couple of days who are getting you know and it's not just a pain in the arm, might be getting sweats and chills and mm-hmm. um, a- enough that they wouldn't go into work. Um, yeah. so i I've tried to clarify this. I'm waiting a legal opinion I should make clear. We have asked um, i I'm minded to think that you probably use the COVID SSP for it because it is in that area but I'm equally conscious as somebody who read the precise wording of that it is very, very specific and it's for COVID symptoms it's for isolation because of symptoms you may find if you do that you're having to pay that back until we've got that clarification
1: Yes, I'm with you on that surprise, surprise I agree with you I also wonder if there'll be employers out there who will be thinking, well, maybe we'll just give them full pay or maybe we'll just do it anyway, yeah. uh, which is you know, a morally wonderful thing to do, but the issues they often don't think through is the precedent that they set for other yes. illnesses.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the difficulty here is we want to encourage people in order to have the vaccine. Um, most of us as employers want people, and there's been some quite interesting research, um, which we'll, we'll catch up on perhaps in a minute, but the most striking of which um, I saw suggested one in seven people would resign um, if forced to come back to work before the entire workforce had been vaccinated. And, yeah. go on, sorry, go
1: No, you go. Um,
0: I, I think employers have not just a moral duty, I can get all ethical for a moment. But um, I think there's a business case. You know, we're all here ultimately in business because we want to make a profit. And actually, in order to make a profit, you need to get your people running efficiently. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a really good argument for, uh, I'm cautious to say encouraging or incentivizing, but actually making it pain-free. And if somebody has a vaccine and gets ill, you want to look after them. So everybody else will want to get the vaccine.
1: Exactly. And it's very much a hearts and minds issue, as as we've talked about in the past. The the concern is that if that number of people have that response, is there going to be a witch hunt before they resign? And how does that impact people's civil rights not to have the uh, vaccination? But, you know, as we know, we're, we're hearing already that even if you've had the vaccination, you might not be uh, protected from some of the newer variants coming through. So I can wholeheartedly understand people's position not to want to work somewhere where people haven't been vaccinated. But it's a sticky issue for employers.
0: Yes. Um, And I think probably the best advice at the moment is to treat this with care and cautiously. We will try and get that clarification on legal opinion. And I did actually email a lawyer before we came on air this morning to see if I could clarify it. But as soon as we've got that, I will bring that on the next HR intent. So hopefully next week we'll add that piece of information. And what I
1: thought was also interesting about that research. Sorry, I cut you off in your prime. Sorry, I, was, Again.
0: I, I, was, it, it, I was only going to say that given we now appear to have a slight delay in the vaccine, those young people out there like me who are below 50 have just been told they have to wait at least another month for the vaccine. Mm. So I think we are still a few weeks away from this becoming a problem. So I think it's one to watch, one to be prepared for, but we'll aim to bring you that definitive answer just as soon as we can.
1: And there was me about to leap onto another topic. It was still the same research by Glassdoor. But what struck me was that 56% of people thought that the vaccination should be mandatory, which yes. a lot of people I've spoken to believe that. Yes, there are the anti-vaxxers. And I know there's calls for the government to to make it mandatory, which I think would cause positives and negatives Mm. in equal amounts but i think it's very cunning the whole travel passport Mm. thing is actually doing the trick i think i was talking to somebody in a meeting earlier who was an avid anti vaxxer wasn't going to have it no matter what didn't matter what the variant was And he has actually got his first jab this morning, uh, later this morning, because he realised he wouldn't be able to go abroad. Or rather, his wife informed him that she would still be going abroad. She was having the vaccination. He would be paying for it. And if he didn't have the vaccination, he couldn't come.
0: Right. And that gave him the incentive. (laughs) There's your incentive, isn't it? Yes. It is. Um, And uh, do you know... You've moved on to that extra piece of data, and there's quite a lot in that. That 56% of um, people think it should be mandatory rather ties into that whole theory of, you know, one in seven of them being the more extreme and saying they'll resign. Um, I think probably the important thing to throw in while looking at this is not just the vaccine, but I would say is the lateral flow tests. And a really important one, we are now... I think it's 13 days away from the deadline. The deadline is Wednesday the 31st of March for employers to register um, for lateral flow testing. Um, And we have established that there are procedures and policies that an employer is going to have to do a little bit of work on. Um, But actually, again, if you're trying to build the confidence and the employee engagement, that's got to be a good thing to do, hasn't it?
1: it has it really has and i think it's brilliant that there's no limit to the size of an organization that can actually do this Uh where i think it's a problem is just how complicated it is to actually set it up how many small businesses that we know would be able to set up a testing booth and get people in you know if there are painter and decorators say they've got people out and about on jobs What are they going to do hire one of those portable toilets and move it around the, isn't, the different
0: sites isn't this the age-old thing of government intervention though it's high yeah. regulation high bureaucracy yeah. and what we really need to do is find people who can simplify and streamline it and make it possible for them so i'd yeah. I'd, I'd urge any employer to look at it and if you don't already know the web address it's a gov.uk as they always are slash get hyphen workplace hyphen coronavirus hyphen tests so I'm it's a bit of a long one the tongue. yeah I, I i know they've made it really easy haven't they yeah so it's it's gov.uk <laughs> slash get workplace coronavirus tests but with hyphens in between each word um, mm. you've got just under two weeks to do it um but what it means is you can get Lateral flow tests for all of your people, up to two tests a week, and the government will foot the bill right up until the end of June. It may well go beyond that, but at the moment, it's funded up to the end of June. So if you have people who are in work because they can't work from home, it's one of the other ways you can, at the moment, provide for their safety and look after them.
1: Absolutely. Yes. A good meaning, well-meaning piece of legislation. Yes. Just not quite as well supported as it could be for Absolutely. those.
0: Absolutely. Kimberly. we are close to our timeline here. Uh-oh. HR in 10 talking for nine and a half minutes so far. Do you want to just touch on a couple of those glass door stats and bring those in before we... Uh, wrap up for today's session
1: yes i thought it was interesting and it ties in with the one in seven um said they would leave if people weren't vaccinated is that 68 percent wanted social distancing and the wearing of masks Mm. to continue even after everybody's been vaccinated and that speaks to me very much about the the fear factor of new variants coming through that we're not covered for the fear of the workplace being you know a hybrid of mm. uh, you know a melting pot of disease and infection
0: you make it um, sound so lovely
1: I know, um, I know. I have a great turn of phrase. Um, but the one I thought was most, uh, well, it made me laugh, uh, and it perhaps shouldn't have, was the nearly 40% said that employers should have incentives for yes, people to. Absolutely. Yes, yes.
0: I don't know many employers that are going to do that. But I think the big thing it says to me, and do you know, I, I have a fear that you and I might actually rebadge this as the employer engagement briefing or something. Uh, <laughs> we keep banging on about employer engagement but it is so key and actually people being scared is a natural response to what we've been through for the past year and your employees are going to be nervous they're going to be cautious and actually we know from the data the virus is going down it is in retreat if that's the right word at the moment and as responsible employers we ought to be encouraging the freedom of that information sharing it educating people if that's the right way of putting it and helping people understand what the risks are so they don't live in fear cautious yes but fear no and the more we can do that the the better sorry Sorry, jason
1: yeah and involve them in the decision absolutely if you get their buy-in to whatever it is you're planning to do because they've been part of it It'll go through much more smoothly. Yes,
0: absolutely. Kimberly, we've been talking for too long. HR in 10 is wonderful, but we'll have to leave other things for another week. So thank you very much. Um, As ever, if you're watching this and find it useful, do click the subscribe to button and get an alert every time we go live. And please do share it and help others see the wisdom of this wonderfully entertaining session we run every Thursday. (laughs) And thank you for watching. Thanks, Kimberly.
1: You're very welcome. Goodbye.
0: Bye bye.